Channing Fry here, actually Jared Weiss. For the Garden Report, I'm joined by Coach Nick of B-Ball Breakdown. This is the Garden Report on CLNS Media Network and Celtics Blog. This one's brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan, a little cross-promo between our two sites here to get you the best way to hire people today. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan to sign up for free, and then you can build a team as good as the Cleveland Cavaliers. Holy God, are they good. They are very talented, for sure. And I think that was an out-talent of a game. That's what they did. They didn't necessarily run better sets. They didn't execute much better, necessarily. They just had a lot of talent. So they win game four, 112-98. to They have control. Or, I'm sorry, 112-99. They won the Celtics out short here. They almost got to 100 points. The Cavs now have a 3-1 lead, which means that all the Celtics need to do is get LeBron suspended, and then they can come back and win this one. We'll touch on whether anything could go right for the Celtics in game five the second video, but in the first video, we got to pay homage to two unbelievable superstars having nights tonight. Let's start with Kyrie Irving, with 21 points in the third quarter, when LeBron James was on the bench with foul trouble, Kyrie completely took over in a legendary I mean, I think it was like 9 for 10 in the third, right? Exactly, and, 9 for 10. Uh, and uh, it just, uh, and, and those were, they don't have to hang their heads too much on the defense because a lot of those were tough, tough shots. I mean, I can think of one where, uh, like, LeBron throws a lob to him where he kind of catches it and then does a floater in the air. <laughs> just a high degree of difficulty all over the place. Um, yeah, just one of those memorable things. The crowd was just really into it. That lifted them clearly and gave them control of the game. You know, I asked Avery Bradley after the game about what was so hard about guarding Kyrie, and Avery was saying that his counter moves and then especially once he's hitting once he gets that first shot you know he can catch fire and with his counter moves you're in this really difficult position where you can't sag off of him but you can't play him tight either because there's no such thing as playing Kyrie Irving tight you're still a mile away from stopping him if you're on the interesting thing I noticed is that they look like they're uh, they're sitting on his right hand and when he's on the right side of the floor that means they're giving him middle penetration so it was very strange but it looked like that was a clear scouting thing they wanted to be closer to his right hand to contest the shot and even then it didn't matter he jab jab with no rhythm and just rise up over Olenek and hit a three. Uh, it, at that point, it didn't really matter what you were going to do. Uh, it's just, you know, it, it, the guy is uh, he's a star and an all-star for a reason. And the funny thing was he still got that middle penetration. He got, yeah. I think, three or four right down the gut, which what Stevens noted, and that's what really killed him, right. was when LeBron and Kyrie would be able to get through the middle because the Celtics were not rotating well. Right. Stevens said that there's a choice you have to make against Cleveland, and it's kind of a fatal choice, which is... Do you crash down from the weak side, or do you stay out the guys like Kyle Korver, Kevin Love, that are waiting there in the wings? And they chose to stay out, and then they would sometimes crash when it was like a little too late. But really, with Kyrie Irving, if you don't put him off at the free throw line, he's getting around you. Even if you say get in front of him, he's still getting around you somehow. Yeah, but it was frustrating to me as a no-middle defensive coach either way. And I know that Brad Stevens is too, that they would position their feet in a way that they were going to let him do that. And... Uh, I have to imagine that's going to be adjusted for next game. They're going to look at that tape and say, no, get him down on that baseline. That's where the health's going to be easier and quicker. And, um, and maybe I doubt we'll see a kid in like that either way. The problem is they saw LeBron. And we saw LeBron. I was standing right on the corner over there before the game. And the security guard tells me, get out of the way right now. What did I do? All of a sudden, LeBron just stampedes by. And you just felt like this like, rumble on the ground. Stampedes out onto the court. Gets right to work. Really intent. Really, I'm sorry, really intense, getting those shots up. We saw that aggression early on. It was over-aggression. Right. He committed some offensive fouls. Got himself in the foul trouble. Although we think we both agree there's a few calls there. Probably should not have been fouled. But at the end of the day, he overdid it, and he comes back in the fourth quarter, and it's perfect. Yeah. And the Celtics tried switching on him late, 
and no matter what they were doing, he was still taking one dribble in, step back, pop every single time. Yeah, but they forced him some very tough shots. I mean, Madison will not forget, even though the, the end game in the box score looks good for him, he really was not good for almost three quarters of the game. And part of it was the foul trouble, and they said that in the, in the press conference that it threw up his rhythm, but I don't even know. There was something off in that first 24 minutes. He just was listless. He was not into it as much, it seemed, and he was couldn't hit a shot. Um, and so this was the kind of thing where he's been waiting. Eventually, right, after enough minutes, he will find a, a shot. He got a, a mid-range that got him going. Uh, then he had a crazy shot with his turned, you know, he's a Blake Griffin post-up where he turned and jumped in the air and rotated and still hit the shot. Um, that's when you know we've got it cooking and they couldn't control that. But he, he missed a dunk. Like, when does LeBron miss a dunk? I mean, that was insane. Um, and that was one of those moments where you're like, this is not going to happen for him tonight. And yet he turned it around. He was actually asked after the game, when's the last time he missed a dunk like that? He said it was actually in Boston. But he said, you know, I've missed a few, but I think I've made a lot more than I think so. We can live with that one. We need some analytics for that one, though. <laughs> well, that was um, that was actually. Where does that rank in the performances you've seen this year? Oh, this year? Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, especially because it's on the stage. For sure, it's it's way up there on the very top. I mean, I can't. I don't even know uh, who's had a really big quarter this year. It's been a long season, but um, it, it, it's just the way he did it from everywhere. Uh, it's the most. It's got to be the most impressive we've ever seen anybody scoring this year. Oh, LeBron said it was wonderful to see Kyrie blossom when he came back to Cleveland. And Kyrie just opened up like a beautiful sunflower tonight. It was romantic, it was beautiful, and it was thrilling. And now they come back to Boston for Game 5, a chance to close it out. We're going to come back here in Part 2, and we're going to figure out, is there anything that can be done at this point to pull that off? We'll be right back on the Garden Report post-game show on CLNS Media Network. What's going on, guys and gals? Jimmy Toscano here from The Garden Report, and we are deep into the playoffs right now where having the right players on the court has never been more important to success. Maybe it's a little outside shooting, your point guard running the show. Maybe you get the big man down low, getting dirty. The bottom line is it could be the difference between winning and losing. The same goes for business, including the business of basketball. Think about a team like the Celtics with their front office. Now compare them to a team, oh, I don't know, the Knicks, who may or may not have the right people running the show over there. So, Knicks fans, where do you go to find that top talent? Well, you can't find the best candidates by posting to one job site, okay? You need to post on all of the top job sites. And now you can with ZipRecruiter. At ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your position. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Just simply screen, rate, manage candidates, it's all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. I've seen it. I've used it. I know how easy it is. Guys, find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all shapes and sizes nationwide. So listen up. Right now, my listeners can start forming their own winning team on ZipRecruiter for F-R-E-E free. That's right. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. Try it for free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. Welcome back to part two of the Garden Report on CLNS Media Network and Celtics Blog. I'm Jared Weiss of CLNS Media Network and Celtics Blog. That's why I host the show. 
joined by Nick of Coach Nick. I forgot your vent last name. It's great. We're going with Coach Nick. Oh, B-Ball Breakdown. Uh, you know, my boss is also Nick, so I'm going to say what. So, let's not mix things up here. Okay. We're going to be straight on the point here. Can the Celtics win game five? Well, when they look at the tape of game four, there's going to be a lot to, you know, be encouraged by, right? They, they had tremendous uh, ball movement and player movement in the first half. Got crazy amount of great shots. They miss a lot of easy shots, again, that's been fighting them all series long. And so Brad Stevens is going to have to just shrug and be like, listen, guys, we can get our the shots. It's a question of can we get the rhythm and get the confidence to make them. And that should give them some, you know, something to go on for game five at home. So, yeah, there, there's, there's things to look at that will make them happy. Now, one thing the Celtics were able to do a lot in game three, they weren't able to get away with it was the backdoor actions, the actions in the corners. And we saw in the fourth quarter, they were really trying to go back to those moves. And guys like Amon Schumper would just snuff it up. Or turnovers, or guys cutting down the baseline, bad passes trying to enter the backdoor cutters. That was something that it looks like Lou kind of really figured out after the game. I mean, I guess when you increase the pressure, that's going to happen. They got tired. But Kelly Olenek did not play until the very end of the fourth quarter. And he's the guy that really does those fake handoffs and he can get to the basket and he can slip passes. And it's a, a real mystery to me. Is there an answer to why Kelly Olenek didn't play much yeah. in the fourth So I was hoping to ask about that, didn't get a chance. But one thing I noticed, though, was so they were trying to switch in the fourth quarter on the front. So you want they wanted to stay small because if there's one guy that LeBron picked on in the playoffs, it's been Kelly Olynyk. Right. The problem was the very I think it was one of the last baskets that they had. They tried to ice it and they tried to have the defender go under on with Kelly Olynyk and Olynyk just like looked completely lost out there. And he like, looked, like that type of defense wasn't working. Typical icing or just usual uh, hedging on the side pick and roll wasn't working either. So I'm not really sure that they had to kind of completely figure it out what their pick and roll defense was at the end of the game. Yeah. And I think they were kind of just so beaten up. You know, I asked Avery Bradley about what Al Horford said to them in that huddle they had right around where they put, I think it was when they were subbing Kelly Olenek in, they were having that huddle. Right. And Horford was telling them, I know we're down by 11 points. we got two and a half minutes left. We have to win this game one play at a time. If we try to push it one time, we're going to have that one execution failure where we blow the game. And then I think it was actually on that possession that they blew that pick and roll coverage. And that's okay. really where the game ended. Right. Well, and it's too bad that Crowder didn't get that earlier because he's the guy who had a couple just crucial turnovers going too fast, trying to do too much. And uh, that happens. It happens when you get down to the end of the tough game and you're tired and you're not mentally as alert as you would have been earlier. So uh, that's the other thing. It was some weird rotations, though. It felt like, uh, especially the Linux not in there, um, you know, Stevenson going to have to figure out something else. And maybe, you know, did Jarebko, did he give that same kind of spark? Like, probably not, right? But he wasn't bad. Uh, he Zeller, hit a big three on the weak side, I think, in the middle of the fourth quarter. Yeah, so he to did. Keep them in the game. He did. Now, you know, Zelda was out there. He tried to buy a few minutes to leave, but, it, you know, that was weird to me, too. So, you know, they'll have to kind of figure that out. And, and it didn't go well. They had a chance. And that was the other thing was LeBron was out for seven minutes or something in the second quarter. They had a 10 or 12-point lead. That was their chance to get at the 15, 18. They let it get down to about five. They ended up kind of getting the ship righted by the end of the half, but that was their one chance. You needed to get that 18, 19 point lead or else they were going to come back. Stevens basically said in the press conference afterwards that a 10 point lead against the Cavs at that time is almost worthless. Right. It's like it's almost like a tie game, essentially. Yeah. And that, that turned out to be very true. Stevens is a smart man. He seems to know what he's doing. You know, LeBron praised praise him again for his ATOs after the game. It's like it's like the fifth time yeah. this series that he's done it. People respect Brad Stevens. Uh, I feel like we have to address this because it's all over my Twitter. I'm sure it is on yours. Brad Stevens is definitely not on the hot seat. 
There is no way in hell that Brad Stevens is on the hot seat. It's apparently in conversation in Boston. You're an L.A. guy, so maybe you're not hearing it as much. No. Although you are in the land of Colin Cowherd, so you hear your plenty of hot takes. But yeah. Brad Stevens has coached an unbelievable series. They have been way more competitive since they lost their best player, which is not a reflection on Isaiah Thomas. It's a reflection on the team really engaging in their game plan, mm-hmm. knowing their backs are against the wall. And, you know, everybody has credited Stevens for the amount of adjustments he makes, not just between games, but during games. Right. And, you know, the Zeller one failed. I feel like it fails every single time. But they made some adjustments in the first half that I thought really worked well. The way they were using kind of some, like, kind of low-post side-to-side actions, yeah. those worked really well. But at a certain point, Kyrie and LeBron scored on every possession. They couldn't get stops, yeah. even when they played good defense. They got beat by a more talented team. Yeah, and we talked about that before. It's like they need to be able to score. You're not going to stop them all the time. You're going to have to try and score and get that lead and then build the lead from there or have that cushion. They were running some triangle stuff. It looked like I was watching the goals from the 90s for a little bit there. Uh, it was a real pleasure to watch all the handoffs and all that. The, they were splitting up the low post. Beautiful stuff. Uh, it's just unfortunately they, they lost that that magic. They lost it in the fourth quarter, and that's what they're going to have to find and maintain that. And they'll, they'll have a shot. I, you know, I thought it was triangle stuff. I was like, I've never seen that before. That can't be right. But, again, Stevens breaking out something you just haven't really seen before out of him. Yeah. you got to love it. So... That'll be it for us here from Cleveland. We'll be back uh, for Game 5, back in Boston. Coach Jake will head back to L.A. with some more amazing content on B-Ball Breakdown. Tell us where everybody can find you. Oh, it's easy. It's B-Ball Breakdown across the uh, internets. We can go to .com, Twitter. Uh, we have a Snapchat. We got uh, Instagram. We have T-shirts that are coming out. We got all sorts of stuff for B-Ball Breakdown. So uh, you can find me pretty easily with a couple of uh, clicks to that button. Snapchat's where we get all the topless Coach Nick photos, I assume. Yeah, me and Draymond. <laughs> That's how we're going to end it here in Cleveland. Thank you very much, everyone, that's been following us. We'll see you after Game 5 in Boston on Thursday. I'm Jared Weiss, and this is The Garden Report on CLNS Media Network and Sullivan's Blog.